What's up, guys, and welcome back to episode two of Every Day with Ellie. Uh, thanks for being patient. It's taken me a couple of weeks to get the second one out there. I've had a lot of stuff pop into my schedule in the last couple of weeks, and it's gotten really busy. Uh, but here today on episode two, I'm thinking we're going to do a lot of focus on setting goals, um, steps that you can take to achieve those goals, and things that might get in the way, the process of all of it and stuff like that. So buckle up and let's get started. So I'm somebody that is incredibly goal-oriented. It's something for me that gives me a target, something to work towards. So having these goals is something I take a lot of pride in, whether it's short-term goals like making my bed every day or long-term goals like having a family and buying my own house, things like that. Those goals help me figure out my own timeline. Everyone's timelines are going to be different, but it just helps me have something to work towards that I'm constantly striving for. And honestly, I think that that's kind of the situation with a lot of people. Humans are really satisfactory driven. And there's this whole kind of focus on like, okay, let me check this box off. I've got to check this box off next. And we create these lists for ourselves. And you'll do that with your everyday activities, like growing groceries. Like, okay, you've got to buy bananas, oatmeal, and avocados. And it's like, okay, I got the bananas. Now let's go get the oatmeal. Okay, check it off. And now let's get the avocados. Check. And for me, setting goals is the same thing. I'll set mini goals that lead up to my, like my big goal, for example. Um, I'll go back to how I mentioned pageants in uh, the first episode. With that, for me, I have my short-term goals of, okay, I want to schedule two sessions this month with my coach. Once I do those two sessions, I check off that goal. Now, the pageant isn't for six, seven months, but that's something that gives me a target to work towards. And now, when you're only a couple months out of it, it gives you that chance of, okay, I've done my preparation. Now, what else can I do? So I'll set the goal of, okay, I want to get my dress tailored a month before. So then I'll check that box off. And it's just little goals. And you can have them whether it's in your personal life or your professional life. And for me, being a teacher... We have to set um, goals called SMART goals, especially in the beginning, each year um, after you've gotten your professional licensure and stuff like that, it goes to every few years. So for me, this is something that I just kind of do without even noticing it. And having these goals, like I said before, gives me a focus. And notice how I'm not using the word purpose. I really don't believe that like your goals are your purpose in life. Like your purpose is to not check all these boxes. Your purpose is to find whatever it is that makes you damn happy. Um, at least that's what I think. You might disagree and that's okay. But your whole idea of having these goals is what's helping you discover different things that you're capable of. And it's helping you to challenge yourself with a shorter timeline or maybe a longer timeline depending on what the goal is but I really think having goals especially in your personal life that's where a lot of your character development is kind of going to come from so for me this is my incredibly busy season right now I balance three jobs Um, my social life is very minimal Uh, my free time just isn't there but it's something that for me in these months, I can set my goals. My goal from December to March was to make sure I was eating three square meals a day. I was getting my breakfast, lunch, and dinner in each day. 
I had another goal of making sure I was sleeping eight hours a day. And let me tell you, I really stuck to that one. Um, But I knew that in order for me to be successful and energized for everything I needed to do, that I needed to be well rested. I couldn't be taking a random Tuesday to go and be up until 2 a.m. Like that's just for me to accomplish my goals and do everything successfully that I was trying to do, I had to sacrifice that, which don't get me wrong. I am now completely in love with having eight hours of sleep every night and shoot, if I can get more, I'm going to get more. Um, But those for me were my personal life mini goals, making sure I was taking care of myself. And that's also something though that you can't forget to do because if you don't make time for your wellness, you're not going to have a choice but to make time for your illness. So for me, I make my own personal life goals all wellness-based. I'm making sure that I'm taking care of my body. I'm taking care of my brain. I'm taking care of my emotions, all of it. Because I would rather make sure I'm on my top game than let myself run dry. And don't get me wrong, like there's days where I just think there is not enough time in this day. 24 hours is not enough time for me to do everything I got to do. And I kind of put something out there on Instagram that was like, oh, what's your, what is stopping you right now from reaching your goals? And I was overwhelmed with the amount of people that said time. And whether it's time in the day or time in the month or how much time you have in your lifetime, you've got to use your time that you're given to maximize your opportunity. Nobody here is even guaranteed tomorrow. And you've got to prioritize what you want to achieve and use your time to achieve that. Now, and like there's totally days where I just wish there was five more minutes of extra time. I could sit down and drink my cup of coffee. I could hang out with Abby for an extra five minutes. Or I could stop in that five minutes and see my dog. And you know, sometimes that's just not the goal for the day though. And it stinks. But you got to use the time that you have to get everything done that you need to get done. And once you check those boxes, then you can sit and say, okay, I did it. And not every day you're going to be as productive as others. The other day I was so excited to work out. And then all of a sudden I got home and I was like, no, absolutely not. I'm going to sit my butt right here on the couch because I just didn't have it in me to do it. But that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. The thing with time is you've just got to know what time you can sacrifice and what time you can take up. And sometimes that's an ongoing change. Think of it like a tug of war. Like, okay, you're pulling one side, but the other side's slacking. But then the other side pulls. Now you're slacking on the original side. You just got to figure it all out for yourself. Each person's balance is going to be different. Which kind of going off of like the whole thing I put out on my Insta story. I also got a ton of responses with... The, uh, the answer of fear or judgment. Um, I feel like the two kind of go hand in hand. And there was specifically, there was one response um, that really stood out to me and I ended up actually messaging the girl. And I was like, which her name's Allie, so shout out Allie. Um, but I was like, hey, like, can I use this? Because I think that this is something a lot of people also struggle with too. And it's the fact that like, you might be somebody's biggest cheerleader And you're always that person that's going to root for your friends and be their all-time best supporter. But then when it comes time for you to do something or you to share news with someone um, that you care about, they don't match that energy back. And 
you feel like they're going to maybe judge you for it or they're not going to be as excited. And it's like you feel like it's not a big deal like it is for for yourself. Like you yourself see it as a big deal, but when you share it with other people, you feel like they're kind of dismissed from it. And that, at least for me anyways, is something I've also struggled with. Like I'll be so excited to tell my friends something and then I'll put it in the group chat and then sometimes they respond and it's like, oh, nice. And it's like, be excited for me. I was excited for you the other day. Like clap for me, please. And it's just one of those things where people get afraid to do things and it hinders them from reaching their goals because they feel like they're not going to be as supported and they're not going to be, hello, Sabelle. Hi, buddy. Hello. And they're just not going to be as supportive as you might be towards them. But maybe that's the only support that they know how to give. It's not necessarily a matter of like them not caring. But for me, that took a really long time for my brain to understand. And also the whole failure aspect of that I've failed more times ever than I've been successful. There is so much failure that rides on my back and it's it's something I struggle with like mental health wise. I've had a lot of talks with my therapist about it because everyone always celebrates the success. Everybody always celebrates the the good and shiny things. But a lot of the times nobody's willing to talk about and share the amount of times that they've done something wrong or they have messed up in the process and things like that and you have to just accept like you're not going to get everything right at at times you're going to try new things and you might absolutely suck at them hi sibs you're back and it's okay to suck at things that's what you're supposed to do because if you don't suck at it you're not going to figure out if you like it or not watermelon abs thanks so much everybody say hi to abby she's got watermelon in her mouth now i do too Which, like, on the topic of failing and on the topic of Abby, since she's sitting on my floor, we're going snowboarding next week. (laughs) And don't get me wrong, we are two in-shape, athletic young women. Only one of us has snow sport experience, and I haven't been skiing in years. So, ripping the Band-Aid off on that one. I'm the only one with experience. (laughs) But we're going to try it. And guess what? I can guarantee you we are going to absolutely fail. 50% of the time. I'm going to, yeah, she says 50. I'm going to push it to like 75% of the time. But that 25% of the time is going to be so freaking awesome. Because guess what? Did I just fall down the side of a mountain? Absolutely I did. But did I get back up and at least figure out how to turn the right way? Mm Mm-hmm. You bet your butt I did. But that's the whole point. Like, if you're not failing, you're not trying. And I don't mean, like, getting failing grades in school. Like, whatever. You're going to fail classes. I failed calculus three twice. Like, you, you get over it. But I mean failing is, like, you, you've got to try in order to be successful. And it's, like, if you're creating these goals for yourself and you keep trying different methods to get to that end goal that you have set... Option A may not work out and you've got to just be ready to go through options B, C, D, E, F, G, H, all the way down to triple Z. And it's just one of those things where if you aren't willing to have to use backup plans, if you're not willing to change your directions to get to that same spot, you're missing the whole point of these goals. These goals are to help you determine different things 
and strategies about life that you can use and giving you those targets to work towards. But there's no one direct way to get to the target. You're going to have to try the different ways and you might absolutely blow one out of the water. You might absolutely shatter one to pieces because it's just not meant for you. But that doesn't mean that your end goal isn't meant for you. If it's something that you want, you've got to be willing to fail on multiple attempts in order to get that one successful attempt that's going to taste so damn good. Which one goal I totally didn't achieve was my goal to learn a backflip by the time I left Belize. So I'd been living down there for a little while. And the thing was, I wanted to learn. I'm 23 years old. I live on the water. Why have I not learned how to backflip off of the dock into the water yet? Really, I I couldn't tell you. But... It was something that we worked on every day. And one of my friends there, like she was really good at flipping. She would give me tips and I would see her do it and it would come out so good. We even ran into Simone Biles this one time and she was straight up back flipping off the high dive. And I was like, oh, I can do that. And so I tried. And every day I would start by like, okay, we're going to stand at the edge of the dock. And then I'd be like, okay, today we're going to jump backwards off the dock. Then I was like, okay, now we're going to try a front flip. And then I was like, okay, now we're going to go backwards. And for some reason, Ellie and backwards just don't mix. But we were trying. And halfway through the trip, my parents came down to visit. We all went on this really nice, like, whole day long snorkel, like, booze cruise type thing. It was really cool. And we were just kind of hanging out at the reef and... I was like, this is it. This is the moment. I'm going to backflip. So, of course, everybody's watching. They're like, Ellie, you could do it. Yeah. And I'm hyped because I'm like, thank you so much. And I get there. I'm standing on the edge of the boat. And my feet, I have it right in the right spot. Like, the balls of my feet are right on the edge of the boat. My knees are bent. Leaning a little bit in so I can push back. And I'm like, okay. I just watched my girl Simone do it. I'm going to do it now. And so I was like, okay, three, two, one. And I said one and I pushed and I just didn't go all the way around. (laughs) Kind of landed on my back and it was absolutely beautiful. I have never done anything so eloquently in my life. Every body part of mine hit the floor at a different time and the water was really, really hard. (laughs) It hurt. But that's the whole thing where like, did I achieve my goal? What am I doing? Why can't I understand how to backflip? No, I did not achieve my goal. But let me tell you, the failure was fun. And the failure made me learn I'm actually really afraid of going upside down. I don't like going upside down backwards. Um, So learned a little bit about myself. And I also learned that I'm not going to achieve every goal I set. It's just what's going to happen. Which... A piece of advice I kind of always take with me was one that my high school theater director gave me, and he gave this to every single one of us, and it was a quote that was, first, start by doing what is necessary, then do what is possible, and suddenly you're doing the impossible, which I absolutely take that to heart. Um, He passed away a few years ago, so it's something that's really important to me to always remember, and even if it's something as simple as backflipping, like, okay, first, what can I do that's necessary? Okay, I've got to make sure that I can jump backwards off the boat. 
I got to make sure that I'm in a bathing suit. Being in a bathing suit is necessary for backflipping in the water. So that way I am okay with getting wet. Then I have to do what's possible. Okay, so is it possible for me to push myself into the water? Is it possible for me to get the momentum that I need to get me far enough away from the edge? And then I start by doing the impossible. And that's backflipping, which it hasn't happened yet. But that doesn't mean that it's never going to happen. But like really though, that's just something I think everybody should think about when it comes to their goals. It doesn't need to be the biggest goal you've ever set in your life. It doesn't have to be making a million dollars as a 25-year-old. It doesn't have to be anything huge like that. It could genuinely just be something as little as making sure that you make your bed every morning. Like, okay, first I've got to do what is necessary. I've got to wake up. Then I've got to do what's possible. I've got to make sure I'm out of bed. And I've got to make sure that I put my covers on top of my mattress. Like something as simple as that. Like start by doing what's necessary, then do what is possible. So that way you can be doing what you think is the impossible. Yeah, take it step by step. Know what I'm saying? So like that's at least my mindset when it comes to all this stuff. And if you've listened this far, like shout out you. I hope you didn't get bored. But also, if there's anything you take away from it, you cannot be afraid to fail. You've got to make sure that you are okay with failing. It is okay to mess up. What's the worst thing that's going to happen? Like, you're just not going to achieve it on the same time frame that you wanted? Like, okay, extend your time frame. There's nothing wrong with it. Having those failures is when you're going to learn the most. You might also have some fun while you're doing it. But I digress. But nope. Thanks for listening. Um, we're going to keep going and rolling with it. I don't know what episode three is going to be yet. I'll decide a topic when I feel like it. But I hope that you guys were able to hear me out on this one. I hope you guys conquer your goals, step out of your comfort zone, and remember it's attainable if you are willing to fail and work towards it. All right. Catch you on the flippity flip. Flippity side. Flipperoonie. Not the back flip that Ellie can't do, though.